Hello and welcome to the Process of a Profit podcast. My name is Jack Fleming. We're here with Alexandra Evans. We're now streaming live to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And the audio file will be distributed across all platforms as well. Welcome, Alexandra. Thank you, sir. Glad to be here. Yeah, I was having some technical difficulties before this started, so I'm glad I got those resolved. I also forgot to do the whole banner thing, and so I put that together literally within the, the minute I had left. But uh, I'm glad you could be a part of this. She, Alexandra, was actually a listener of the podcast, and then she reached out to me and wanted to be on it. She heard the podcast with the director of marketing for Red Bull, Christian, and she wanted to give a few insights that she has in the marketing world um, about scrum and sprint and uh, marketing team management. And I'm super excited to talk about this. It seems super technical. Honestly, I sort of like looked it up before we talked, before we, before we started this. And I thought it was something software related, like I was sort of confused. And uh, so I'm excited to see um, where this conversation goes. Well, I'm glad you started that way. I think anybody who uh, Googles Scrum or Agile or Sprints um, usually ends up down a pretty intense rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to um, give a couple quick um, definitions. So we're talking the same language and then we won't make it so technical. We'll make it for the layman. So Agile, we'll start with. Agile okay. is the ability to create and respond to change. It's a way of dealing with and ultimately succeeding in an uncertain and turbulent environment. Doesn't that kind of sound like where we are right now with COVID? <laughs> yeah. How about actually before we even get into this, because I know it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people who like marketing out there. Why don't we give a little bit of background on you? Because I bet some of the oh, sure. listeners don't even know who you are. They think it's just some random person coming in and talk with me, which right. I'm perfectly fine with. But <laughs> nobody knows about you yet. So let's do a little bit of background on you. Maybe um, where you went to school, what you studied, how you got into it. Um, just give some background on who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So i um, been in Wilmington for 17 years. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, which, of course, puts me in marketing, right? Oh, yeah. um, I know you're interested in how people think and tech. I've uh, been working for a regional grocery chain for close to six years. I'm actually out on my own now, helping small businesses with marketing. Done a lot of work with social media, a lot of work with event planning and um, strategies and sales. So I really enjoy the work. I see a lot of folks in the Wilmington area, smaller businesses that could really use some help, um, but most of them aren't in a position to get help from a big agency. So I position myself to help small people, small businesses, small people, um, smaller businesses that don't have a big budget. I'm really inexpensive. Uh, and I want to stay that way. That's my goal. That's my niche. Um, usually I'm in and out. Often people need two or three hours of help. And then they're over a hump to get to the next place that they need to be. So that's really fun and exciting. Yeah, we're in very similar industries. I've been debating whether I actually have marketing people on here. I know I call it a business marketing entrepreneurship podcast, but since I also run my own marketing company, I'm not trying to delete my own brand. Right. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned right. starting to, but you seem to have a lot of knowledge in the marketing space. And so I, I, I'm just honestly down to hear whatever you have to say. I think you'll be able to describe it in a better manner than 
people can look up and sort of, uh, right. you know, yeah. do their own research on. T totally. And, you know, what you're talking about with competition, I think there's room all over the place and we each bring different things to the table. Mm -hmm. So it's not to diminish either of us. I think there's plenty of room in the pool. Um, and we, I like to work from a place where we all support each other because I truly believe there is plenty of room. So I, I do want to express um, the three things that you hear the most about Scrum is mm -hmm. Agile, Scrum, and Sprints. And so just touched on briefly, uh, Agile was also created this idea of, and it started in software. But um, it is the ability to respond to change. So it's a mindset. And when we talk about Agile marketing, it's an approach where teams identify and focus their collective efforts on high volume activities, projects, then they complete everything collaboratively and then measure their impact. And then they continuously and incrementally improve over time. So that's really key from the Agile standpoint. So Agile is a mindset. Then we shift gears to Scrum. And if you've ever played rugby, the term comes from rugby. Um, I do. I don't know if I have it. Uh, it's um, when the whole team carries the ball together down the um, down the field. So the um, when we talk about Scrum in um, marketing, Scrum exists to transform the way people tackle complex projects. And it's Scrum is the leading agile development method. There's several different agile developments. So it's simple. Um, we have a product owner, someone who has a prioritized wish list. They call it a backlog. Mm -hmm. And during sprint planning, the team pulls a chunk from that list. And that becomes what's called the sprint backlog. It's just a, it's a small to-do list from a big to-do list. The team decides how they want to implement this backlog in a set period of time. The team is given the sprint in that set period of time to complete the work each day. Their scrum master, that's me, assesses their progress with them uh, and keeps them focused on their goal. At the end of the sprint, the work should be potentially, like they say, shippable or ready to hand to a customer or put on a shelf or show to a stakeholder. It's ready. And then we have a review and a retrospective, and then we start all over again. So that is it in a very quick nutshell. But I'm going to give you a real life example because that gets That's actually my next comment was like, how do you use this? What's a real life example? What's literally making it in baby terms for, for my yeah. listeners? <laughs> well, I do feel like it was important to use proper words and all so we can we can start from there. But Oh, so yeah. It helps you build credibility and trust and your in professionalism. Yeah. Right. And, and, and like learning anything, you usually have to learn a level of vocabulary. Like we have the Super Bowl coming up. If you don't follow football, you don't know what a lot of those terms mean. You can't participate if you don't know the vocabulary. So learning some of this vocabulary will help you. My very first um, scrum team was a group of event planners. And we were putting on an event. And if you do Google Scrum, you'll see um, wedding planners um, will use it along with software developers. So mm -hmm. it's taking uh, a, a goal 
And so in our case, we would call this goal an epic, which was a big overarching event. And we were going to break it down into sprints. And our event was called Project Gingerbread House. And what we were doing with our event was it was an outreach marketing event. We were inviting people to buy tickets to bring their kids to decorate already assembled gingerbread houses. And then the kids get to decorate them and make a huge mess and we clean it up and then they get to take it home. So that was, you know, the overarching idea. This is what we want to do. What you do is you divide this into a giant to-do list. And each one of your sprints is a chunk. So we had week one, our first sprint, and we decided what we wanted to do in that week and things like having posters made, printed tickets, social media posts, what were we going to do with each one? But the most all important thing was selling tickets because if you don't have sales, you don't have anything. Mm -hmm. And so we went through each one of our sprints and getting our work done at the end of each one, you have an assessment. And let me back up for a second. Every single day, you have what's called a daily stand-up. And this, to me, is really important when we're talking to small businesses. You might have a lot of things in your head. This requires you to have some uh, transparency, a lot of transparency. And you typically ask the same question in this daily stand-up, which is a meeting that you stand up. So it's not this long, boring meeting. It's quick. It's short. And you typically ask three questions. What did you do yesterday? What are you doing today? And what obstacles do you have? And the Scrum Master, me, helps facilitate this and keep people on track. So you keep going too far when things are spiraling out of control or having problems. And the whole team is like, hey, I can help on that. Mm -hmm. So we were going through this and getting work done and getting closer, but we weren't selling any tickets. And this was our problem because we're failing, right? So when we get to week three, we've looked at each of the things we've done. And one, uh, some of them were try to sell within the store, try to go out to the community and sell to families like at a you know, daycare center. Um, we even started really going after adults instead of children. We went to bars. Can we get the adults to have teens to come in and do these? And it was $25 a ticket an already assembled gingerbread house and we're going to clean it up and you get all this stuff and it's fun and we'll even by god give you a cup of cocoa but here's what's great about scrum and what was happening and how we fixed it the team on the ground and you have three parts to a scrum team the product owner who's responsible for everything the scrum master who keeps everybody on uh following along with the scrum requirements and, and goals, and then the development team, and that word comes from software, but it's the people on the ground doing the work. Mm -hmm. They were telling us, everybody we're talking to says it's too expensive. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. And we keep going, well, you know, we've done the math and our small business owners know this. You've figured out labor and you figured out what your resources are going to cost. And like, I can't change it. This is where we were. So the next step was pull more people in and we it's more collaboration and communication and transparency. And what we learned was set up in the store right at the entrance were already assembled gingerbread house kits that you could buy. They're assembled. You could take it home and decorate it, but they were $14.99. And people were saying, well, why should I pay you guys to do it? 
with my kids when I can just take it home. So it was anchored. So that was problem number one. Problem number two, a lot of people wanted their kids, maybe two kids to do it. And they were like, now we're looking at two houses, that's 50 bucks. So it was all coming back down to price. So our again, our small business owners know this problem. We had to go back by everybody listening to everybody else. That was the key. We were able to figure out how we could actually lower the price. We stopped making individual uh, cocoa. We made a big jug of cocoa. Little incremental things like this to bring the price down. We got the price down to $20. Bam, sold six tickets that day. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, we had a 900% in sales from this. But it was a learning process. And that's the thing. Scrum is a framework for getting work done. But Scrum embraces change and continuous learning. You don't just say, we're going to do this. And we spend all this money and we go, go, go. And we get to the end of it. And it didn't work. You know that happens. You think about a, a marketing campaign. You hope it works. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you just spend all this money and it didn't work. If you work in small increments and you can keep reassessing, then you're going to ch change gears when you quickly see this isn't working. So a sprint is this short little time box period where the team works to complete a set amount of, uh, of work. And so that's where we are with our scrum and our sprint. It seems very logical and basic, and it is. And yet your company can spend thousands of dollars having a scrum master come in and, and teach your whole team how to do it over weeks. What I like to do is come in and help people with a project and we can get in and out and they can start learning the process. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like a great, I guess, definition and really, really used terms of the words. Um, to me, it <laughs> sounds like you're taking sort of their research and testing behind marketing, the almost uncertainty, and then use and then combining that with the short term goals and KPIs that the small businesses need to make actionable steps, make smart goals, basically. Yeah. And you know what's different there, Jack, is traditionally companies work on what's called a waterfall method. And if you've never heard it, it makes perfect sense when you understand it. You do this and then that and then you do this and then you do this. Things happen when I finished A, then I'll do B and then C will happen. That's a waterfall method and it makes perfect sense. And in certain projects, it makes tremendous sense. But the problem is you don't reassess till the end. And with Scrum, you're always reassessing. You decided at a point when you'll reassess. And waterfall methods have been disastrous for a lot of people, particularly software, because things change so fast. So I think when you're working with a client, your client tells you in marketing, they want this to happen, this thing. And so you're working along. Well, they don't know very much about marketing. You're the professional. You're telling them. And you get halfway through something and they are like, you know what? Actually, now that we're seeing this, I realize really what I want is this. So you've got a contract. You have to go back and renegotiate. and It's going to be expensive with change. That's not how Scrum works. Scrum expects there to be changes. That's normal. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you don't know until you're in the middle of it. So there's some kind of moral failing because you're like, ah, I didn't know that was going to happen. 
Oh, mm -hmm. now I understand. Well, then because of that, let's do this instead. Well, that shouldn't mm -hmm. mean you break the bank. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think almost, I don't want to say it might be too big for even small businesses to understand sometimes, but definitely when you're talking to small businesses and you even mention these, they're like, whoa. But I feel like for the people I'm helping with, we're just trying to do certain like social media ad funnels and just little things. But, right. but to my understanding, Scrum and Sprint would be even more than just that. So you're like managing the, the people underneath you and what they're doing, not just certain like ad funnels. Right. So you... Um Scrum is made up of self-organizing teams. And that's mm -hmm. really important because you have everybody who is impacted on the team. So you've got the writer and you've got the, you know, who's doing content and the photographer and everybody mm -hmm. is listening um, because they have feedback and they know things, you know, in, in the business world today, it, it used to be you learned a whole lot and then you became the boss. Well, the learning we have now is so massive that no one can know anything. So now we're surrounding ourselves with a bunch of experts, right? And people, and if they can't find it, they know how to Google it, right? But they, they know where to get the resources. So we need all those people for the buck to stop with me and for me to say, I know everything about social media. I know everything about content writing, I, you know, on and on and on. That's just unrealistic. It's not feasible anymore. So I need this self-organizing team full of experts that we can all um, speak on in. And that's where transparency comes in. That I can't hold things in my head. Y'all need to know, the team needs to know where I'm coming from. I need to know where you're coming from. That's why these continuous stand-up meetings are so important. Because mm -hmm. you can say, oh, wait, no, I see why everybody thought that. We're all going down this path. No, we forgot this one vital increase of information. And that's team from making thousands of dollars of, of mistakes so you need that self-organizing team on a, on a uh, scrum team are you finding it harder right now due to covid and just people being virtual and remote do you find it's harder to manage teams like this now too versus you know maybe the way it used to be not for me because i've worked remotely for five and a half years so i was already um you know, it's wonderful to work one-on-one, -on -one, but I think we're all adjusting. And I think because everybody is in a phase right now of adjusting, uh, people are so open-minded right now. I think it's wonderful. So, okay, we used to, you know, we can't ever seem to say anymore, well, that's not how we used to do it. It's like, that's out the window for everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't do anything like we used to do it anymore. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's just almost living in the present they're like i'm just yeah. waiting on something to happen and then <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll react to it <laughs> yeah absolutely live in the present so, where do you see because obviously this is predefined right now into working for companies do you see it evolving to any different structure in the future or do you see it involving in any way um, with how businesses are run or with how culture is in the, in the future or in the next 30, 40 years? You mean Scrum as a, uh, as a tool? Yes. 
Um, Scrum has been evolving. I mean, it did start with uh, software. I guess they're doing the, they're scrumming and sprinting the, it, its own it, its own processes. Yeah. <laughs> doing it on its uh, to itself and on its own. Um, it really is a, a way of thinking, um, and I find myself using it in my life. My you know, what's my giant to do list? Okay let's everything I've ever wanted to do in my entire life and let's pull some of it out and let's get the people who can help me do it. And let's address this. I don't, I think a lot of places make it harder than it needs to be. Um, it doesn't need to be that hard. Uh, there's a lot written on it. And um, one of my favorite books, and it's also a lot of fun to read is by Jeff Sutherland. His it's scrum, the art of doing twice the work in half the time. I recommend that a lot to get a, a sense of overall how to use this. And he's got some exciting examples. Um, we're working with the FBI and the military, government, schools, different organizations that you start to think, wow, they, they seem to really struggle with uh, bureaucracy and getting things done quickly and efficiently. So it's so encouraging. Um, so my hope is that this will continue to grow in 30 years. It's just a very intelligent framework to work from. Mm -hmm. is, is this the same verbiage you use to sell it to companies and small businesses? Or is there a way like, I know obviously you put it in pretty easy to understand terms for us, but is that the same way you sell it to businesses or, or how, how do you sell it to companies? Obviously their, yeah. their individual goals are different. Each company right. has different goals, but. It's easier to uh, actually hear their goals and then slot them into how this would work with the scrum. Um, because it, it is so kind of out there that, you know, giving all this definitions of word, people's eyes start glazing over and they're like, yeah, well, how does this affect me? And you're like, okay, let's take your situation and we'll apply it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just very logical. Mm -hmm. So basically you're taking almost a template per se of, yes. of how to do things and you didn't, the, the, the goals that people have, even though they're different, they're Right. still similar because they're all goals you just slot them in and then you can easily show them here this is what this is this is how you're going to get here this is where we're going to revise it and to, fix to, it. um you know it's being a scrum master is a role of servant leadership uh i'm not telling anybody what to do i'm not bossing them around i lead from back of the room um helping people to move forward with what they want. So working with a business owner, they have sometimes deep in their brains uh, what they want, where they want to go, what they want to have happen. And you know, it's a process to figure it out. And um, I like to think of the example of if you ever had a yard sale or a garage sale and you go to sell a bunch of things and the things that you're so sure are going to sell don't. And mm. things that do sell, you're like scratching your head. Wow, I was going to donate that. Yeah. We're buying it. I think that happens with our small business owners. Is they have a really great idea and plan and they present it. And they're really surprised at what kind of feedback they get. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times it's, wow, I need to go back to the drawing board or that's really surprising. Uh, mm -hmm. you know. So it's being... Uh, helping them to find that flexibility and that it's normal and okay. They haven't failed, 
but they do need to be flexible. They got out there, they laid it out there. Now what are you going to do with it? Where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely comes down to the, the customer's right. Honestly, uh, where I'm finding most all, all the time that, uh, you know, the business can have whatever goals they have, but ultimately it comes down to what the actual uh, consumer wants and needs. So, I mean, businesses can have a, a thought about, oh, this is this is a great goal for us. This is how we want to do things this is how things have been working. But, you know, it obviously could change. Obviously, like times are changing and yeah. we've had to reframe everything we've been thinking recently, but it just comes down to what the consumer wants. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that. I was talking to a business owner recently about her expectations for her social media account. And she had spent a lot of money getting help from an organization. And when we were talking about what she was doing and what kind of response she was getting, she was coming in at about 4%. And when I looked at her industry, she was spot on. And she was feeling like she had failed. She expected to be more like 15 or 20%. So, you know, part of it was she didn't know what she didn't know, which mm -hmm. was that's normal for social media. Yeah. And but, but she uh, didn't know enough about social media to know that those kind of things are normal. She thought, you know, regardless, you get it. So um, that's what I see a lot of times the, the business owner is knowledgeable about their business so that's why they need people to come in and help them mm -hmm. and my thing is help them and then get out of their way and let them <laughs> run their business yeah I, I i'm seeing that and it's okay that businesses have this but obviously they have their expectations a lot of people want really short-term goals they want short-term sales and that's perfectly fine everyone needs money coming in yeah but also when it comes to marketing, you know, you're, you're mixing branding and marketing and some of those, the, the results of that are literally intangible. Like you're, you're going to be doing branding campaigns just for someone to see your logo multiple times and then they might buy and then they might buy. It's a, it's a then. It's, they might not even buy. <laughs> we're, we're, we're planning for the future and we're, we're building a brand for the future, but also it, it's mixing the mindset of the marketer with the brand and usually it's different um sometimes in good cases it's the same so they actually know what's going on but uh i'm finding a lot of people are there's two different ends of the and i'm, I'm not saying there's any issue of having the short-term sales goals obviously but uh in, in terms of what you just don't know what you don't know again that right. she didn't even know her yeah. the the normal percent of the industry was that and so maybe that helped her know her expectations a little bit better. And that's what we can help as marketers too. I, I always love providing research and the results of campaigns um, just so they have a clear picture of like, this was actually good, even though it didn't produce what you wanted it to, it was seen by this many people. Like that's a great number. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that they, they're overwhelmed. I see a lot of small mm -hmm. business owners they do, you know, they need to make payroll and mm -hmm. uh, they, um, but they need some help. And so I think having someone who can let them know that what they are doing is good. I mean, mm -hmm. just like anyone, they need some feedback. Yeah, you are doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I think overwhelmed is a great, honestly, uh, word to just any marketing these days. Uh, people get overwhelmed by just content in general because people are producing 
content at scale, quality content at scale at a fast pace, basically for free. And so people are having to keep up with that and then and then change tactics based on new social media networks. But they just want it to be this, 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 we're done. They don't want to be, oh, we want to do what you have to do with this ad funnel and actually put work into it. They just want to be able to produce as quick as possible and get it out there almost. Right. Like maybe a television or radio ad and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I can I can appreciate that. I I think it's the we're in the overwhelm world word. Um, there's so much out there and resources for small businesses to use that they, I believe, get paralysis through analysis. Mm-hmm. They just can't even decide what to do. They don't know if something's like going to rip them off or a waste of money. Like this gal I was talking about with the 4%, she felt like she had really wasted her money, but actually the organization had given her what she, what they said they would do, but her expectations weren't clear. And so she was disappointed. So having this, uh, clear communication, which is such a buzzword and people say it all the time, but, but how do you articulate that? And uh, so to me, it's working in the scrum setting forces it, forces Mm -hmm. this transparency, adaptability that small businesses must have to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Do you have any, off the bat, I immediately thought this was something that people learn in college because it's just like basically just a subject, cute, like easy definition. Someone can just verbalize it, put it on a test and call it a day. So like this is something that people learn in college pretty easy, whether it's uh, CRM or, or marketing strategy or, or whatnot. Um, but are there any, I, I asked everyone this, are there any tips and tips you have for people in marketing who are, are my age and or younger who are in college and want to do marketing uh, that they can get in the field or that they can maybe learn this better so they can specialize in it. Um, are there any tips you have for the younger generation? Sure, absolutely. Um, if you're interested in Scrum, I highly recommend it. I think it's such a glorious framework to work in. It. it a friend of mine told me about it. I didn't even know anything about it like three years ago. And he said, you're a scrum master. I'm like, I've never heard that word. And when That's he a cool me, title, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but what I learned the hard way was in getting my scrum certification is um, Jeff Sutherland is one of the um, creators of scrum. And he has an organization called scrum.org. And then, um, one of the gentlemen that worked with him, he has an organization called Scrum Alliance and both of them offer certifications and you Mm -hmm. take classes and and they're tough. You don't do it in a weekend. That's for sure. Um, There's classes out there that you can go in person or you used to, and you actually physically hands-on do the work, which I think is enormously helpful. Mm -hmm. But This has become so popular that there are now 23 organizations offering certifications and not all are good. And um, they can really waste your time and your money. So sticking with the scrum.org or scrum Alliance is probably the smartest thing to do to stay with the tried and true. 
if you're interested in being involved in, in this world. At the very least, um, Atlassian is a software collaborative tools organization, and they have a bunch of videos on YouTube about Scrum that are a great uh, way if you wanted to learn about it and share it with clients or something like that. It, it gives you a good place to start from there. Awesome. Uh, so really uh, all I have. That. Do you have anything else you want to add or or call to action for anything, anything for you? <laughs> um, two things. One, the the Amazon. Did I send you the link for the Amazon yes. book? I don't yes, know if you can yes. put that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. um, great. So that's the Jeff Sutherland um, book that I highly recommend, and I like. It's a good one to listen to. Mm -hmm. and I then, can add that into the description of the uh, the audio file and onto YouTube and also other people who can see that book as well. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. And then if anyone wants to speak to me, I'm happy to uh, speak to folks um, for a, a, a free uh, initial consultation. If they need some help, I'm happy. And um, my email address is evans underscore Alexandra at yahoo.com. Yeah, or, or people can find you on LinkedIn as well, because that's yeah. how we communicate yeah. a bit on there as well. But uh, people right. can find you on LinkedIn, and so that's also yeah. a good resource to use. Well, um, thank you for having me. It was fun to yes, be on Yes, thank you here. so much for describing something that I don't even know why I was uh, not knowledgeable in this area. Being in marketing, I'm just, I don't know how I'm not. But uh, thanks for making something that seems slightly complex to me at first and putting it into terms that we can understand and hopefully uh, businesses can use now and in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so for th your Thanks for being on, Alexandra. It was super great talking with you uh, and have a great rest of your day. You too. <laughs> All right, see you, bye-bye.